Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Today, National Early Signing Day for the Colorado Buffaloes. Coach Prime and the Buffs are uh, continuing to uh, dominate in the portal. And aren't we in luck? Because we're going to go on out to the KOA Common Spirit Healthline. Welcome onto the show. Owner of Six Zero Football Academy and Six Zero Equipment. Host of the Zero to 60 podcast on the Believe Network. Matt McChesney. Matt, how are you this evening? I'm doing good this evening. How are you guys? Awesome. We're rolling with it. Uh, Christmas Eve's game against the Pats in the Mile High City is promising fresh powder. Matt, did you enjoy snow games when you played? Oh, I love snow games. I love weather games. They're the best. Uh, if you're playing on grass, if you're playing on turf, it's okay. But if you're playing on grass and you get to go get a little dirty, I'm all about that. So, uh, yeah, snow games are the best. See, see, Matt, before you came on, Bree and I was talking about this, being a defensive player. The reason I love playing in the snow because it was uh, an opportunity for me to put offensive players' face in the snow that I was tackling. Was it the same kind of mentality for you, being as though you play both offense and defense? Uh, I mean, yeah, look, as a defensive player, it's more fun to play in the elements because of the chaos of it. As an offensive player, you're, you know, you're trying to limit the chaos because of the, you know, what the elements bring to, you know, the game at that point. But on on the defensive side, you know, if you can mix that effort with the elements, it usually turns out pretty well and you can have a pretty good time. So, I mean, it is, uh, is, is there a snow game coming up? I mean, is it snowing outside right now? You got me confused over here. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a forecast for some snow coming up here on Christmas Eve. We've got a 60% chance at two to six inches. I don't love it. Um, however, uh, the Broncos are going to be heading into a formidable defense with the Patriots. They're dealing with their own defensive woes. However, they've uh, improved since the Dolphins game. Now they're working to uh, maybe discontinue the narrative that they still have weak spots um, uh, in the defensive front seven. How do you think they're doing in their run defense? What do they have to do to bolster that so they can compete with some teams down the stretch? Uh, look, the, the run defense from when you're looking at just both of these teams on, on Sunday night uh, or on, on Christmas Eve, excuse me, which I guess is going to be Sunday night. Uh, they're both outstanding. New England's run defense has been notoriously good. They do a great job of teaching their keys, and they can rotate guys in and play a lot of combination fronts, which is you know, multiple four eyes and three techniques across the board with a true zero. And then Denver, you know, Zach Allen and what they've done in the run game since he's really, like, settled into the position. I think after that Miami game, a lot of guys settled into their positions and figured out exactly what BJ wanted from them. And their run defense and, and their fits have been pretty outstanding as well, uh, you know, with the exception of a couple of games. So both teams, I think, have outstanding run defenses. Uh, they have outstanding defensive play just all together. Uh, so, I mean, whatever the under is, I'm probably taking it. But at the same time, 34 you know, and a half. Yeah, so 34 and a half, yeah, I'll take the under on that. It'll be pretty ugly and, uh, you know, effort filled on defense, but 
But both of those squads, honestly, if the offensive players on both teams could figure out how to play the same uh, rate and the same effort as both the defenses, both these teams would be pretty damn good. From an offensive standpoint, one of the biggest question marks has been the run game, which has been somewhat of a callus for the success of the Broncos in the back half of the season. What would the Broncos need to do from an offensive line standpoint if they hope to be able to establish the run against a stingy Patriots run defense? I think consistency with the running back would be a key here. Like I understand that we like to rotate and that Rick Coach Payton likes variety. Uh, but I, I'd love to see what 30 carries with one guy look like. I know maybe that's, that's a lot, but maybe 20 and 25 touches. Uh, but, you know, rather than, you know, evenly distributing between Williams and Pirine and then giving McLaughlin, you know, the scraps, uh, let's see what one guy consistently behind that offensive line looks like. So that, that's the first thing. Then the second thing would be just the ability for the offensive line to do what they do. I mean, really lean on the fact that there's $130 million there between those five. And you've got two young kids and, and, and Cushenberry and Quinn that are up for contract that are both playing their asses off. And, do do what they do well, which is lean on people and control time of possession and control control the the narrative of the game in that regard. So I, I would hope that Coach Payton looks at the next three games and goes, "We got three backup quarterbacks. These are three games we have to win in order to finish ten and seven and sneak into the, to the seventh seed. Hopefully, depending on how everything shakes." Uh, but if they, you know, go out and try and play hero ball against these three teams, maybe it doesn't work out the same way. But if they control time of possession and run the football and allow Russ to cook, you know, when he's in the kitchen rather than trying to just barbecue the whole time, I think they'll be pretty good. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Matt, some interesting news out of today with early signing day upon us for the Colorado Buffaloes. Jordan Sean reportedly visited Maryland after his big CU commitment. What are your thoughts on that movement there? Um, man, I'll tell you, getting held hostage by an 18 year old kid sure is fun. Um, look, this is what it is the transfer portal era, the NIL era, um, recruiting a, a top player in the country, you're going to deal with the ego. Uh, I think it's a takeaway Colorado and Coach Prime from this. Uh, whoever's given this kid, uh, like advice, life advice on how to deal with the, you know, the rigors of being a player and the number one player and all these things. And this kid coming out and being on national TV and committing on Skip Bayless's show. And then, you know, all the jargon that he's spewed since then. And then, you know, I want to be a gold jacket and Coach Prime has a gold jacket and all this other stuff just to, potentially flip to Maryland. I I don't know if he's signed yet, but I know that they're projecting that he's going to flip to Maryland the day of signing. Like, I understand that Jordan Seaton thinks that there's no other tackles that have ever played before him, but he's wrong. So I I would be, I'm more concerned about the kid. This is, uh, this is like breeding the ultimate narcissism in someone. And I, I just, and in this game, I mean, Nick knows this better than anybody, but this is a grunt game where, you know, I don't really care how many stars you have in front of your name or where you're drafted or where you're picked or what you did in high school. Like, you can really cut your teeth in this game if you're to show up and work. So I don't like the, uh, I don't like the, 
you know, the, the narcissism behind this for the young man. And I'm more concerned about him than anything else, because whoever's giving this guy advice, this, this is not the way to do it. So, Matt, with that said, what, where are we as far as NILs and, and teams being able to flip other players? And what I mean by that is that how can you compete as a coach when you are not really sure that the players that you had one year are going to be on your roster the following year? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm being immersed in this business of six year football academy and constantly helping guys find opportunity. I mean, we had another know, 10, 11 guys moving the transfer portal this year. We've got probably another 10 that haven't found opportunity, which is concerning because it's so hard to find these days because now high school kids are competing with transfer portal kids and transfer portal kids are competing with high school kids. It's pretty crazy. Um, so I don't know how, as a coach, you're supposed to build any consistency, any continuity, how you're supposed to build a winner moving forward. Everything's just going to turn into whoever can stockpile the most free agents every, every, uh, off season or who can keep their team together. I, I like, I think whoever can actually keep their team from going to the transfer portal in masses and then having to go there in masses in order to repair, uh, and vice versa. I think that those teams might have a better chance of, of being, you know, consistently good. So it's going to be a lot of culture. Um, but then at the same time, it's just, the the biggest problem with this Ferg and Bree is by far the biggest problem is tampering and the amount of coaches that I have calling me asking me to call another kid on another roster to see if he will leave the school he's at that I help place him at in order to go to a different school is staggering and they're not calling about high school kids anymore. You know Jordan Ochoa, the fantastic defensive end of Castleview, like didn't sign today because of the you know the the situation that, that college football finds itself in, I can't, can't believe it. Like the best defensive end in the state doesn't have a home right now, so that's a direct reflection because of the open tampering, the ability to just you know steal kids off other rosters. The, the I think that this entire, like I just said about Jordan Seaton, this entire thing is teaching this generation of player the absolute worst way to do this. Like, there's no worse way to do a game of football and, like, how to present yourself as a man of character and integrity in it, how to show that you are, you know, viable to get the bag rather than just getting it and then saying that you're viable. I don't like that part of it. So I'm really concerned about this, man. I think this could uh, potentially, like, really, really destroy college football at the core of it. Uh, last one for you, Matt. Do you think it's possible, uh, everything that you just said about the portal as it's currently um, executing itself, can you build a playoff caliber team through uh, the portal and the portal movements we've seen recently? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think you can build, if you have talent, you can pretty much do anything you want. I mean, it, it, especially in a one-year bubble. We're not, at, we're not talking about building the dynasty here. So I think that if you have enough money, if you have enough funding, and if you have the ability to go out and just buy what whomever you want, and then the kid that you buy is actually going to do what he said he's going to do. Like, that's the other thing here is the, the I mean, the stuff that I was hearing about Jordan Seaton that I'm going to talk about on Zero to Sixty tomorrow uh, with you, Bree, and then moving forward here, you know, especially if this guy does end up signing in Maryland, I'm definitely going to talk about it then. But, you know, it's, 
it's concerning because it's so it's dirty. And I just, I, I don't know if it's the right way to do it. And like when my own son is 13 going into ninth grade and is a good player and already a prospect being recruited. And I don't know how we're going to do this. Like I'm, I'm torn on how we proceed in the recruiting game. Do we want to play the just give them the biggest bag game? Or do we want to play the we need to be developed as a young man and you know, I want somebody that's gonna treat him like my son, like you know, the coach like his son and so on and so forth. So man, it's uh I'm really concerned about the future of college football and build, not only building champions but on the field but building men off of it. I think that that's more important ultimately than anything you could do on the field is the importance of the character and integrity and being a man of moral standing and a good father and things of that nature. That's all taught, you know, in that five-year span where you have to overcome adversity and reform, not necessarily just get recruited. So mm-hmm. I'm really concerned about it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Matt, for your time. Uh, if everyone will go and follow him across platforms, that's six zero. got to spell it out, Academy. Uh, and thank you again for your time. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.